Welcome to the Mystical Truths Podcast. This is Rebecca, and I'm really glad you're here. Let's unlock your world. If there's too much negativity in you or in your life, we all know it can be painful, exhausting, and definitely damaging. It's stress. It's where all trouble, ailments, unhappiness, etc. is created from. A little bit of negativity is okay. That actually can be useful. But anything more than that is just too much. The standard definition of negative is containing, expressing, or implying a denial or refusal. It's the absence of positive. The biologic definition is directed away from the source of a stimulus. The spiritual definition is directed away from source or infinite intelligence, God, source energy. So when you're being negative, you're directing yourself, your life, away from that source that you're a part of. You can't disconnect from it, but you can certainly direct yourself in this physical life that you're in away from the relationship with source. You know, but there are good and useful negatives. Saying no to someone or something that's harmful, casting a no vote, negative numbers in math, film negatives, negative electricity. But what we're talking about here is releasing what feels bad, letting go of your attachment to and habit of thoughts or situations that bring you down. That energy is heavy, it's dense, and it grows into things like anxiety, fear, guilt, condemnation, desperation, depression, panic attacks, and so on. And that leads to physical issues and problems in your external world. All of that stuff can have honey in it, though, and it is always there. But we just don't have to take that hard route if we don't want to. You know, because it's like that two-lane analogy from the previous episode, Two Lanes in a Maze. The longer you stay in that downer lane, the harder life gets. The more complicated it gets. So it's all information about what's wanted and what's unwanted. Because negatives are not really bad. They're information, just like everything else. They're helpful. They let you know which lane you're in, that's for sure. They help you know what you really want. I heard a saying a long time ago, I don't know where who said it or where it came from, but it goes like this, a great truth is a truth whose opposite is also a great truth. And that's what positives and negatives are. But negative stuff makes you feel crappy because it's just not your natural state. It's learned. Even your body will let you know it doesn't like it. Dr. Deepak Chopra says, happy thoughts make happy molecules. Because we know for sure that downers down your body and what's coming to you on the subject or subjects you're down about. It's a domino effect. But you do truly have control. So let's get negative 
out of the bad pile and just into the undesirable pile. So how do so many people get so negative? I'll give you five ways. There are many, but I'll give you five. They take life too seriously. That's happening a lot. They want things to be different that are not theirs to change. They want some things that they can change to be different, but they feel powerless. And you know, it's just sort of kind of contagious. You hear others say, look out, be careful. And you think, oh, should I? And eventually, it's a habit of thinking of what could happen instead of what potentials are there. It's like when you're preparing for a flight at an airport. Is your mind on long waits, cancellations, crowds, the possibility of lost luggage? Or are your thoughts on, my flight will be fine. I'll get the easy version. My luggage will follow me. I remember that time I got a free upgrade because... So it's a habit of either looking at what you do want, most often, or what you don't want, or like, or enjoy. And the fifth one, you know, misery loves company. That's like attracts like. Thoughts attract more thoughts like them, and then more circumstances like them. Beck's theory of depression says a depressed person thinks negative, maladaptive thoughts which in turn cause the person to pay attention to, perceive, and remember primarily negative and depressing situations, events, and conversations. Yes, that's basic law of attraction. What you think attracts. Therefore, what you think matters. You know, so you just kind of got to ask yourself, am I creating or attracting my own negative stuff or stress? And the answer to that is always yes. It's freeing to know that. That's where your power is. So are you maybe working to prove something or prove yourself? Are you thinking life just keeps coming at you? Or believing that you can't really get what you want? Are you frustrated that people around you aren't acting like you think they should? Are you just tired of crap? Are you maybe looking at the parts of your life that you don't like every day? Do you just want to be happy, but... And that's where the downer stuff comes in. And all of that is okay-ish, but there... It's definitely a better way, a smoother way, a happier way, and it's pretty easy. Dr. Wayne Dyer suggested in his book, Wisdom of the Ages, remove from your vocabulary statements about anything that you do not want to manifest into your life. Catch yourself when announcing your ailments, fatigue, or fears, and stay silent rather than radiate a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now, he didn't mean stay silent, bottle it all up. He meant love yourself so much that you just won't go there. He also said, remove yourself physically as subtly as you can 
from those who persistently insist on burdening you with their grievances. So here's the whole solution to, and the truth about, having too much negativity in your life. And that is that you just can't talk, think, and give attention to negative stuff, especially if you're feeling it while you're thinking it, and get positive ones in return. Life just doesn't work like that. You literally get more of what you think about. And it's always your choice. More often than not, I think with a lot of people, they just don't know they're doing it. Sometimes it's not as obvious until you really start to pay attention. I'll give you an example from my own life. There was a time that I was thinking about a woman whose business was declining. And even though I advised her around some of the decisions she was making, she still made them in a way that wasn't working out. And so her biggest client was phasing her out. And as I'm thinking about that and thinking about how it could have been different, and I'm thinking about the numbers and, you know, how she was, this was becoming less, this was becoming less, as she's working to build some other things up, but that big bread and butter client was over time slowly going to be using her company less and less. And I don't think not at all, but much, much less. And so this is crossing my mind over the course of a couple of days. Now, not all day long, but enough, enough that the next week, my schedule almost zeroed out in the oddest way. Just it, like in one day, I was getting messages, calls, or texts from people. I have to cancel. I have to cancel. And it was the most bizarre thing. And I thought, what is going on? Not another one. Like, and I know everything's always working out for me, so I don't worry it was just a, what is going on? And then I thought, oh, now you should have known better. That time that you spent thinking about her decline in client work was directly now affecting yours. So I cleaned that one up real quick. But I loved it because it helped me understand even more clearly than I already did. That whatever you're giving your attention to, if, even if it isn't your own personal stuff, it will still affect your life in some way. So if you're giving your attention to like family problems, if you're giving your attention to the problem, it's not helping either party. If you're giving your attention to solutions that could come from that problem, now you're helping both parties. See the difference? So just my observation of the reality of what she was experiencing started to become my reality. Why would we do that? But, like I said, there is honey in everything. So I knew that that was just a really good reminder to me to not do that. That just focusing on somebody else's stuff was enough. I was focusing on lack and decline. So if you want a more positive life, just right now, have the intention to feel good. Be positive on purpose most of the time. And then do that again and again 
until it's your new habit. You know, you just kind of have to get tired of being down. And you have to get real about how you deserve to have a positive life and be in a positive life. Ask yourself, can I shift the way I'm looking at things? What's the positive side here? An example, did my house just get flooded or did I just get an opportunity to get lots of new stuff? Because honestly, you just have to be determined to know that life is always working out for you. And when you're being negative, even if you're joking around about it, you're not helping your life. You're not calling in the things that feel good, the more positive, happy things. Many years ago, Florence Scovel Shin wrote in her book, Your Word is Your Wand. Adverse appearances work for my good. For life utilizes every person and every situation to bring my heart's desire. Hindrances are friendly and obstacles are springboards. She saw the positive in every situation. And she kept getting more of that. She taught other people how to do that. She would give people positive statements for their issue that they could just repeat and repeat and repeat. You know, so you can do this. You can, you can do that positive thing. And if you're not in the mood to at some point, then just don't write then. And don't beat yourself up for that. Just give it a minute. Because if you want to, and if you're ready to, it's a very simple, easy change to make. And it's just about more often than not. You don't have to be positive all of the time. I don't even know if that's really possible in the human condition because of all the contrast and variety. And that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. That's the point of being here. So pay attention for a day or two. Don't overpay attention, but just be aware. Do you talk smack about other people? The government, money, your body, your job, your neighbors? How much airtime do you give to what you don't like? What kinds of negative TV, social media, news cross by you in a day? Are you subscribed to deliverers of depressing stuff? Are you liking and sharing things that aren't helping anybody? They might be funny, but pay attention to what their core message is because it not only affects you, but then you send it out there to potentially affect other people. So what are you giving your precious attention to? Because whatever that is, it's circling back around to you over and over and over. That's why you feel like life just keeps coming at you. It just keeps coming at you. And then you give your attention to that and it keeps coming at you. Well, that can be good things keep coming at me. Good things keep working out for me. Good stuff keeps coming at me. Because no one is inserting negativity into your life. It may seem like it, but you've got to be allowing it. You've got to be attracting it somehow. You've got to be calling it in, probably without realizing that you're doing it. But you can realize that you're doing it. If you have too much negativity in your life, you are freely and undeliberately syncing up with it. That's good news. Because that means you can deliberately sync up with positive things just as easily. 
Like I said, life can be coming at you either way. And at first it may seem like BS or too hard, maybe impossible, but take it one thought or one moment at a time. Be gentle with yourself. And you might not even give it credit when it does change a bit, but stick with it because you really want it. Then you'll catch it. You'll feel a little better. Take it. Know it. Because then more will come. You'll notice that today wasn't actually as stressful or negative as the days before. And like I said, if you're having a bad moment or a bad day, just whatever. Don't worry about it. Just keep with it. Because you really want it. When you wake up, tell life, this is going to be a positive day. The negative stuff is out of my reach today. This is my happy day. And if that's too big of a jump, then maybe today can be better. I'm going to be as positive as I can be for the first hour. That's enough. And you might not stop the crazy train on a dime. It's been barreling along, gathering speed for some time. Just let up a bit. Like I said, moment by moment. You know, I mentioned that two-lane analogy from a previous episode, and I'll explain that briefly here. This came to me a good while back, long ago, where life is really like a two-lane highway. With a dotted line down the middle, everything on the right side of the road is what you like, it's what you want. The happy people, the good circumstances, all that good stuff. On the left side are the things that you don't like. Just you specifically don't like, don't want the unhappy people, the unhappy situations, and so on. You're born in the right lane. You're a swirling ball of energy going down that lane. You wanted both lanes. You knew both lanes would be available. But you also knew that the right lane is more your nature. So as you're going along, sooner or later, some things in the left lane get your attention, which is fine. Now you're in the left lane. Because the only thing that dictates where you're at on that road is what you're giving your attention to. So something got your attention in the left lane you go. You get very clear about what you do like because of the thing now that you're experiencing that you don't like. And the idea was and is, okay, get that clarity and then look in the right lane. Look for the right lane stuff. Think about it. Be curious about it. And you'll be back in the right lane. Pretty easy until you get here. <laughs> and there's a lot of contrast. A lot of people with different preferences even about what's in each lane, because those lanes are not the same for everybody. And then what happens is oftentimes people get in the left lane, and they look at the left lane. And they talk about that lane, they talk about the stuff in there. And they look at it because it's real, and they keep getting more of it. And then they stay there longer, and it's getting more uncomfortable. You get with the stuff of whichever lane you're in. You get the emotions, you get the reality, the reactions. You have the freedom and the ability to shift over into the other lane. And when you go to sleep, you do. 
But oftentimes when people wake up, they it doesn't take long at all for them to go right back in that left lane with what they're thinking about. And, you know, the longer you're in that lane, it just sucks. Now there's more crap in your life. Now there's more stuff that's not working out. Now there are more people talking smack about you, maybe even. So it then it becomes just as simple as which lane are you currently and or most often in. And that's how your life is either left laney or right laney most of the time. And like I said, that left lane is not bad. It does give us some new ideas. It gives us some clarity. It gives us some perspective. There's no damage done if you just go into that left lane and figure a few things out or decide a few things. But then you've got to look in the direction of what you do want or where a solution could be. That's it. And you just gravitate right back into that right lane and you start getting some things that are like that. You know, and it's for real. Several years ago, the London Daily Mail ran a story about a mysterious death of a British tennis star. Her name was Jem Gilbert. She died just as the dentist was about to extract a tooth. Her mother died in a dentist chair during a tooth extraction as, as she watched when she was a child. And as a result of that, Jem would ne- she would never get dental care. No matter how badly she needed it, she wouldn't because of that fear of something negative resulting. So fast forward 30 years later, having thought that all that time, out of dire necessity, she agreed to have a dentist come to her house, this was way back then, to pull a tooth out. She also had a medical doctor and a minister present. The dentist put a bib on her, took out the instruments, and at the sight of the instruments, she died. She was born in 1922, and she died in 1958. The writer for the Daily Mail wrote, Jem Gilbert, killed by 30 years of thought. She stressed and tortured herself with negative thoughts for 30-ish years. Just here and there, enough. She even drew pictures about it when she was younger, I heard. So this is not uncommon. I mean, maybe people don't go to that extreme. Well, many do, actually, but it's really not uncommon for people to just think and think and think until something they really, really don't want has no choice but to show up. And yes, you can stress yourself right out of your physical body like she did. So don't underestimate the power of your thoughts. Negativity is a powerful thing, but so is positivity. Maybe even more so. And you're free to choose. So when you find yourself in the left lane, just think and feel because that helps when you're doing those together. That's real power about anything in the right lane or anything right lane-ish. And things will improve. You'll feel better. Solutions will be seeable and realizable when they weren't before. It's really that simple. You have the option to find the better thought or just bow out of whatever is being talked about or focused on. You know, for me, if I start to read a post on Facebook or whatever, I'm out. I'm done. I'm out. I'm on to something else. Scroll. 
When I see a trailer for a movie that's negative, I just hit stop. I don't want to watch it anymore. If someone's complaining and I don't feel like I can just walk away, I stop listening. I hear them, but I'm not in. I'm not relating to what they're saying. I'm just not going to let myself go there. I'm not good, any good to either one of us if I do that. So you get it, right? Now, if you want a more positive life, just do it. And that's that. Simple. You know, and I want to say thank you to all of you who have been tuning into this podcast across the United States, Canada, Australia, Germany, Ireland. I really appreciate it and the lovely feedback. If you'd like this to reach more people, share, rate it, like it, tell two friends. And I really mean it when I say if you have anything particular that you would like me to talk about, or if you have a question, maybe about something I've already talked about, or a question like, do all dogs go to heaven, or whatever, <laughs> let me know. I'll be more than happy to talk about it. So until next time, happy is as happy does. You can find me at mysticaltruths.com. Mm-hmm.